Fab and Femme Zone. It's your place to be inspired and empowered. Bonnie Gale, Body Liberator, and Mia Signs, self-love teacher, take you on a journey to live your extraordinary lifestyle of Fab and Femme. Hello, hello, hello. It's a beautiful Wednesday. This is Fab and Femme with me, Mia Signs, and my co-host, Bonnie Gale. Hey, Bonnie, how are you? I'm good, Mia. How are you today? I feel pretty good. It's a great day. The sun is shining, not too, too hot. It's glorious. There's a lot of powerful things happening, and so I'm excited. So, like usual, (laughs) I would love you to share with us something fabulous that you experienced in the last week. Mm. Something fabulous. I'll tell you something fabulous I experienced in the last week. I got a phone call on Saturday when I never normally answer my phone unless it's somebody that I know and had like literally a half an hour conversation that turned into me getting a huge slew of business. And Mm. it was all because I was kind, I was nice, and I was open to receive on a weekend when I normally am not. That's awesome. So I kind of love that. Right. So being being open really does bring things to us, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely. That's wonderful. And so speaking of being open, energetic-wise, health-wise, we want to bring on our guest. And this is Annette Schallenbarger. And I know I messed up your last name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She, I love Peace. Annette. She's brilliant. Um, I wanted to share her background story. She's she's a healer. She's a very beautifully gentle woman. She's also an RN, and um, we're going to be talking about the Ayurvedic practices, lifestyle, and how it can support our bodies. So welcome, Annette. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and doing this with you, although I wasn't always a kind soul. So Ayurveda has helped mold that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So would you like to share your story on how you, uh, I mean, your story is pretty amazing. You've been everything, um, including your, your service that you have provided to this country. Um, would you like to share roundabout, because all of it brings us to this place of you being it this sure practitioner does. who's, yeah, who's getting her doctorate in it. So yeah. let's share with us, honey. Sure, sure. So, I yes, as you said, I started off, I had an accounting degree, and with that went into the officer candidate school, and I was an intel officer many, many years ago, many moons ago. So I did serve my country in that way as a Navy officer. And then from there I got out and went into teaching. And... Slowly, my my health was deteriorating, but mostly it was all in mostly in the mental. Uh, I was a very anxious person, fearful, along with critical, uh, suspicious, never trusting people, uh, and uh, and and just really having a lot of mental health issues uh, to the point where I had to finally get on medication, antidepressants, and then those caused uh, additional side effects. 
And I thought, this cannot be the way to go. I was like in my late 20s, early 30s, and I thought, where, where am I heading? Uh, this is not good. And so I started to dive into more of the holistic and learning more about nutrition and so on and decided to go into, into nursing school only because I wanted to study nutrition more. And that was an easier route than being a registered dietitian. So I ended up doing that, which was wonderful, and I have uh, over 10 years of, of nursing experience. And, uh, and during that time, founder uh, yoga or yoga found me, and then during that time, um, Ayurveda found me, and next thing I know, I am, I'm still a registered nurse, have my license, but I have officially retired and, um, and just completing my doctorate in Ayurveda. Actually, this month, I, I have completed it. I go into residency oh. in, in a month. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Congratulations. And, yeah, thank you. And what I have found through my entire, um, I'm 52, and, and, and my entire life, I see that really disease begins in the mind. And, mm-hmm. if, and Ayurveda helps you balance that. And when we balance our mind, we can then pay attention to what's going on physically. It all starts in the mind, and then it manifests in the body because we either make poor choices or we ignore certain things that we're doing that are not good for us. Uh, and it's so, it can be so subtle that we don't mm-hmm. notice. Yeah, That's really amazing because um, in other practices, you know, we all are really connected deeply, but there's practices such as metaphysics. We believe that it begins in the mind, in your thinking, and not right. in the body. And yet right. there's other people that swear it begins in the gut. You know what I mean? So right. it's so interesting, right. but, but it makes so much sense because um, I know that Bonnie and I both as business partners and, and friends, we really are focused on on the health and wellness and mental stuff. And, and Bonnie perhaps more on the body than me and me on the mental. Um, so I love this. It really is um, very amazing. Vaughn, did you want to um, ask her some questions? Because I'm ready to just dive into this beautiful, beautiful topic. It feels so lush and beautiful. Okay, so I would really love you, Annette, to share about what Ayurvedic is, because a lot of people don't know of it. They haven't heard of it. It could be a totally new concept. So sure. what is you know, Ayur- Ayurvedic? What does that even mean? So I- Sure. So Ayurveda means the science and wisdom of life. It, it, it's how to live wisely. And it is an Ayurvedic medicine. It is the first medicine ever known to mankind. It's over 10,000 years old. So all healing modalities, including allopathic medicine, including Chinese medicine, all have their roots in Ayurveda. The first surgery was uh, documented in Ayurvedic medical books. Uh, so it, it is the first healing science, and it's also the sister science of yoga. Yoga uh, deals more with quieting the mind, and then Ayurveda, the sister science, is about taking care of your body and to a lesser degree your mind. So the two together work really, really well as a complete system of healing and prevention. And so that is that is what Ayurveda is in uh, in essence. Um, it's living in accordance with nature. There's certain laws of nature, just like the law of gravity, that we cannot define. When we go against that, we go against 
against nature and then that's where disease ends up coming you know we end up getting sick but most importantly what ayurveda says is that disease begins when we forget our true nature as spirit as divine and Mm -hmm. that is huge when you think about that isn't that amazing? Because there's so many, like over a billion of the population out there believes exactly what you said. Probably more than over a billion since all of India does too. <laughs> right. That is so fabulous. Right. Wow. Yeah. That is so fabulous. Yeah. That's amazing. So what's the difference between an Ayurvedic practitioner and a doctor? Of Ayurvedic so, Yeah. So there, there are certain things that... Ayurvedic medicine can treat anything that a Western doctor can, but in this country, we can only go so far. Um, There are certain diseases when they get to a certain point that we do, uh, we do have them go see a Western doctor because we're not licensed and we don't have the means here to be able to take care of them. So there, it, it just, so, so we do have our limitations in India. uh, They they do, they are medical doctors through and through, so they can go even further than we can here. So that is, uh, I mean, without getting into too much detail, that's basically the essence of it. So uh, we can, you know, if somebody has, for example, diabetes type 1, we're not going to provide them with the insulin. Now, if they have type 2 diabetes, where it's their pancreas is not working efficiently, but they still have, and it's caused by lifestyle and diet, we can, I'm just giving you an example, we can help them not only with the diet and lifestyle, but with uh, giving them um, specific individual um, custom herbs that we create. We have herbalists or we can make it ourselves. I work uh, closely with my herbal department at the school as well as my own herbalist in Nevada City where I create formulas, for example, to help them. But I'm always in contact. I always have them make sure that they are also in contact with their general practitioner so that everybody's on board. And really, the best help system is when you do have a team and it's not just one. Uh, A team is so much better. So I embrace Western medicine as well, and I think um, that's where Ayurveda, I think, is beautiful because it really supports Western medicine, uh, and and it works well with it. It doesn't go in against it. So that's I hope awesome. That makes sense. And the next that we'd like to know about is the three biological energies that govern our mm-hmm. body, our physical and our mental. Yeah. Now, right now, Bonnie, Bonnie is a Vata Pitta, and I'm a. <laughs> what? So, she'll share it with you. I'm a what? <laughs> and I think and I think you are, um, Annette. Aren't you a, a Vata Pitta? No, I'm Pitta Vata. So what does this um, even mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get Isn't into this that. fun? Yay! Yay! Yeah! Yeah! So, okay, in Ayurveda, we believe everything in the world, everything, everything is made up of the five elements. And the five elements going from the grossest, the heaviest to the most subtle are your earth, water, fire, air, and ether or space. When these elements combine together, they create a force of energy, which we call dosha or constitution. So when earth and water combine, uh, it is called kapha. And that, because they are the, the, the heaviest, the grossest, the densest, they are also the heaviest in their qualities. 
uh, and we describe the doshas according to their qualities. And I'll explain that here in a minute. And then when we combine fire and water with a little bit of water, we have what we call the pitta constitution. And then finally, air and and ether space is the lightest of all the three constitutions, and it's vata. So when we describe these, if you think about the kapha person who has a lot of the earth and water qualities um, uh, in in him or her, then what that means is that they're 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 heavier, but they're also um, uh, they might gain weight easier. Um, they might be a little bit slower to move. Um, on the other hand, they're very, uh, people want to be around them because they have that water quality that draws you to them. They're very sticky and you want to, not sticky in a sense like, like glue or something, but sticky meaning that you want to be around them. They have something warm and it's that water quality that draws you in. Uh, they are like, I would, I, the analogy I use is that they're, they're like elephants. They, once they, re, once they learn something, they know it forever. Uh, and they are steady. They, you can count on them to get the job done, to finish the project. They're not good starters, but they're great finishers. On the other hand, they get stuck in the past a lot and they do get melancholy and it is hard to get them going. If you have three constitutions together, the kapha person is always the last one out the door. They're slow. Mm. Uh, but, um, and, and the thing about kapha people, they have the best immune system. They have the most beautiful skin. They have the most beautiful hair. They have gorgeous big eyes. Uh, they're just your voluptuous person. And, and in a man, the same thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm describing a woman, but the man too. He's, he's, he's a, usually big boned and, and, and you can just tell, you can see and feel the strength in them. So that is the copper person in a quick roundabout way. The pizza person, well, obviously the fire, right? So you can think of heat and they are your fiery people. Um, they're like your lions. So they are your CEOs. They are your competitive athletes. They are the ones that are, are going to motivate people. They are your drill instructors. Um, so, and, <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're fiery and they're very intelligent and, and they, they, they are quickly, they, they digest things really quickly in their mind and in their body. They're the ones that, that get hangry. If they don't eat, watch out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are also the ones that, because they don't know when to have fun. They forget what fun is and they will burn <laughs> themselves out. And when we talk about adrenal fatigue, it's usually the pitta person. So, and they have the lustrous red um, glow in their in, in on their skin, and they have usually they have a light eyes and shiny and bright when they're balanced. Um, and they're also the ones that have a lot of the blood issues. So anything to do with autoimmune issues, blood issues, uh, rosacea, anything like that, anything inflammatory is is always a pitta underneath it. Uh, and then finally, we have the Vata person who has a lot of the air and ether qualities. So that's the lightest constitution. 
and they're light. They're 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 your um, airheads, so to speak. They're your artistic people. They have a lot of creativity, and they are like your hummingbird. They never stay in one place. They're always buzzing around. Um, they're great starters. They love to start things, but they cannot finish them. So they need that pizza and kaffa person to come in and help them rein them in and 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 finish them. They're the first ones out the door. They're always ready to go. Um, they can change their mind in two seconds. Um, <laughs> they also like Love to it. copycat people. Um, now they are the ones that, that have a difficult time with staying grounded. Uh, they jump from one thing to another. They are, they have a hard time keeping the weight on. So they're very, they're very thin bone, light bone, light, um, very thin skin as well. So they, they wrinkle more quickly. And 80% of diseases have a vata, uh, have the vata constitution behind it. So whenever there's pain involved of any type, it's always vata. And the vata person is the one also that ends up suffering from depression, anxiety, and fear. They are the, the ones that are the, the, they are more likely to have the mental health issues. And also, if it gets really out of balance, they are the ones more at risk for suicide. Mm-hmm. So it's not the kapha person like we think it is. It's, it's the vata person. Uh, so, but everybody has all three. We have all three. It's just that we have a certain uh, percentage higher in a certain um, constitution than others. And, and when we know our constitution that we were born with, which we call prakriti in, in Ayurveda, then you know what your tendencies are. And you know where you might go out of balance. And so understanding what your constitution is helps you stay in balance and prevent the imbalances, which can then cause disease. And so that's, um, that's that in a nutshell. If that is really amazing. I could, I could really, like, it's very interesting because, Mia, what did you say I was? A pitta what? A pitta vata. And, I and am. But, after what? After... Yeah. Annette just went through this, definitely, 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 whoa, it was like in my face. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, So I'm curious if you noticed, um, Annette, that people, let's say if you're a pitta, that way you Mm -hmm. eat is different from somebody who's a kapha or somebody Mm -hmm. who's a vata. You know, that like basically the foods that you're attracted to, do any of those like like if you're pitta and you're fiery, would it make sense that you would be attracted to like spicy foods? Yes, you can. And so, you know, if you know that it, it, if you start to notice the imbalance coming in, you know, you are quicker to anger, you are very judgmental, uh, or you start, um, you know, your skin is all inflamed, uh, you have burning in your GI tract, you know, like acid <clears throat> reflux. These are all mm-hmm. high pitta indications. And so you want to avoid pungent foods. Really, what is the best foods for pitta are the sweet, um, bitter, and astringent foods. Oh my God, and you I want to avoid things. sour, salty, pungent foods. because That's so um, funny. Uh, I can't stand yeah. those foods. <laughs> I mean, I can't right. stand the sweet. Well, but, but here's the What thing. you're saying but I should be it. eating, it's... That's not how I even like to eat. I don't even enjoy those foods. 
Well, but here's the thing, Bonnie, you also have a lot of vata and you are in the vata stage of life. So besides our constitution, we have to look at the climate we're in, what stage of life we're in. All of those are in the, uh, have, a, a, have a, a dosha behind it as well. And so for the vata person, the, the ideal taste are sweet, sour, salty. So there's a, so we have to balance that out. And if we know we have pitta, we want to, but we have a vata imbalance, we want to eat for the vata, but keeping in mind that we don't want to overdo it with the sour and the salty and the pungent because our pitta might go out of balance. So we're, we're constantly, you know, and that is what happens is we really get to know ourselves. And that's the whole point mm-hmm. of Ayurveda is to really know who you are and your tendencies, and be able to treat yourself with food, with lifestyle, and herbs, and avoid having that. to go to your doctor. <laughs> yeah. So and the fabulous. good thing about herbs, they don't have the side effects that man-made medication does. And so that is where the brilliance of the herbs come in. Plus, they have prana, they have a life force and an intelligence. And when we combine them synergistically, because when we give an Ayurvedic formula from a practitioner like myself, we never give one herb. It's always a minimum of four because we know how well they work synergistically to for whatever symptom that you're coming in for. And they work mm. brilliantly without any side effects. That's the beauty of it. That is so fascinating. So I yeah. have a question. I have a question about the herbs and stuff, and then I want to get back to the foods. Um, sure. When my son was younger, he had... Um, well, both of them had, uh, you know, digestive tract issues, which mm-hmm. uh, affected the elimination. And um, so I took my oldest one to a Chinese, uh, here in Santa Monica, to a Chinese, you know, medicine doctor type thing. That mm-hmm. sounds funny. I'm not saying it right, but to, uh, to somebody from the Empress College. And they gave him a formula. It was hard for him to drink it. You know, I would put it in grape juice. Um, but it did work. So that's the same, just so that I understand, because I'm now even more fascinated with this, that is the same type of thing. Somebody would come to you, sit down, and say, these are my symptoms, and you would mm-hmm. provide them with something to make it, their body smooth, to work better. Correct? Yes, so I would have, wow. exactly, I would have a, a Ayurvedic consti- uh, a constitution analysis, which is an hour and a half mm-hmm. long. And I know there's a lot of questionnaires online, and, you know, every time you, you answer those, you come up with a different answer. You do need to be a <laughs> practitioner, so you know for right. sure. Because I can do it long distance, and and based on, the, on, on being able to see you and look at your features and your tongue, if you're in my presence, then I can also mm. do a pulse check as well. But so I need to know your constitution, and, and then, of course, the symptom, and I create a formula knowing what your constitution is because I don't want to aggravate your constitution because many times what is out of balance is not necessarily the constitution that we have a higher percentage in. Uh, For example, I'm a pitta vata, but my imbalance is vata, but I need to make sure I don't aggravate the pitta with anything that I do to keep the vata in balance. So Mm. keeping that in mind, but yes. And so then I create a formula and depending on the person's lifestyle, for many, I just put them in capsules. So you're taking this herbal formula that I have created in a capsule, and it's, and it's easier. It's just easier for lifestyle purposes, 
and it doesn't taste bad because it's in a capsule and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I also create um, specific nausea oils because if one of the best ways to balance all three doshas is through your nose. And, and so, so is this we, something we like, you're inhaling? So is this is this something like you're sticking oil. kind of like up yes. your nose? Oh, are you putting yes. the oil in your nose, or what are you doing with yes. it? Yes, yes. You're putting the, the, yeah. the oil in your nose, and what's really, really amazing is that when you put a couple of drops in your palm of your hand and you take your pinky finger and you rub it in your nose and inhale it so you can feel it in the back of your throat, but that massage that you're doing with your pinky in your nostril actually massages all of your chakras and all of the emotional center. So you're releasing the emotional center. And then all the herbs in the oil are inhaled inside your sinuses going, affecting your brain and balancing all of the three doshas. So that is the quickest way to balance. So in Ayurveda, we oil everything, but most importantly, the nasya. And now that we're going into vata season, which is the, the, that drier season, Mm-hmm. Um, then that is um, that is a really good time to begin using the nastya oil because yeah. of of the drier, colder season, and we want to make sure that we stay well lubricated to keep us balanced. Um, and and even for the kapha person as well, they require the least amount Amazing. of oiling, and sometimes we have them just inhale powders instead. But really, they even require nasya oil, just not as often. But yeah, so we there's there's uh, yeah, yeah there's specific formulas that we create for um, in everything in tinctures and in, in teas. Um, in you know, we put them in capsules and nasya oil bastis, which are enemas. There's there's a lot that we do, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. It's so fascinating, isn't it, Bonnie? I'm just like yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. why so does, does your dosha, does your dosha, so you were born with what your dosha is, right? It doesn't change yes. during, throughout your life. Not is that right? No. Correct. Correct. It is that your constitution? Change. That's like your DNA. It doesn't change. Yes. So what's, that what's is, the constitution? Is that, is that, that is the constitution. That's your dosha. Okay. And it's called cool. prakriti. And the prakriti is what you were born with. Vikriti is what's out of balance. Mm. So is it, so it's, um, so how, let me see. So if somebody knew their birth date and the time they were born, would you be able to determine what their dosha was based on that? From a Vedic, from a Vedic astrology point of view, yes, you can. Uh, but even but even a Vedic astrologer would want to sit down and look at them, and they're all all Vedic astrologers are Ayurvedic practitioners, and it's also which is why I'm also studying Vedic astrology because in the charts we can also see if there is a disease that a, a client has, is it caused by karmic by by karmic issues, karma. Mm-hmm. Or is it, mm-hmm. and which means that we probably can't do much about, we can just keep it from getting too aggravated, or is this a disease that's just caused by basically lifestyle and diet? And so, uh, because there's sometimes there are diseases that, uh, that there's not much we can do. It's, it's karma. You were, you were meant to go through it. And so, 
so Vedic astrology helps us with that. And, and, and also with Vedic astrology, what's really, really amazing, it helps us with um, choosing the right, because we use, in Ayurveda, what I felt, what I didn't mention was that it's a five sense organ therapy. So we, we treat all five senses because you can get out of balance from any one of your five senses. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're constantly looking at something or hearing something or smelling something. So everything that's coming in through your senses can throw you off balance or it can bring you back into balance. And so we use the, co- the color therapy. We use, uh, we, we use sound therapy. We, we use the, the therapeutic effects of essential oils because of the smell. So there's certain essential oils that balance different constitutions or doshas. And then we use gemstone therapy. Uh, we use gemstone elixirs in, in, in water and in teas and in oil. Uh, and in the same way, we use mantra because of the sound. So a Vedic astrologer is, uh, is better qualified for choosing the specific gem that is good for you and, and what's mm. happening in your life, and also for a specific mantra. Like I have a mantra that my Vedic astrologer gave me, and it's pretty long, that I have to chant every morning for 20 minutes. So now mm. in Ayurveda, we can give you mantras, but they're very short. And we usually use the chakra system to do that and the sound of each chakra. So depending on, let's say, like for you, Bonnie, if let's say your vata is out of balance, well, um, I'm going to have you chant uh, uh, the, the, the muladhara chakra or the Swadhisthana chakra um, sound, Right. And mm-hmm. so basically that would be um, that would be their vam, which is the second chakra, uh, or that would be lam, which is the first chakra, the muladhara, because those that vibration brings in more of the earth and water qualities right. helping you ground. So lam, vam, uh, you know, lam, 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 lam. And you can Google that. And you just you just Amazing. chant that and bringing that into your vibration into because you know, you're mostly made out of water 75 percent so it brings Yay. that in it vibrates yeah so there's so this much is so fascinating so much. <laughs> yeah it's so much um, so between that and the herbs you you slowly begin to shift and and begin to come into balance along with changing of course lifestyle and diet yeah sorry yeah that's amazing can you share with us a little bit more about because i'm fascinated with this aspect now I love crystals. I've always loved um, gemstones my entire life. I wanted to be a gemologist. I've sold diamonds, emeralds, rubies, you know, that kind of mm. stuff. L- loved Beautiful. all of them. But I also, being on um, more of the mental, spiritual side, um, have loved the the crystals, but wasn't always in a line that they could actually physically change our body. I mean, yes, I know that clearing and all that, but share a little bit more about the crystals that you use in some of your treatments, just so we can, because I'm sure there's others out there like me who say, wow, that's really fascinating. I didn't realize how powerful that actually is. Right. Like, for example, somebody who has a lot of the vata, like myself, uh, I try to avoid wearing diamonds because they're very light 
and they're very ethereal. And if I do wear diamonds, they have to be in gold because gold is the perfect color for everyone. It is uh, it is a metal that balances all three doshas, whereas silver uh, is great for the fiery person, the pitta person. It cools them down, but it can cool down the vata too much. So if there is a gemstone that you're wearing that could send you out of balance, you know, make sure that it's in gold. So I would choose colors, for example, that are that bring in the warmth. So it would be something like a ruby or an emerald, greens and reds, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe even a citrine. But I would avoid really light colors. Um, amethyst is okay. Um, it's fine. If it's, it's dark, purple. right? Right. But if, if it's, it's the dark, dark amethyst. Right. So anything too light for me. Now, if you have a lot of the kapha qualities, then you want to bring in that light because you want that lightness. You're too grounded. So you want to make sure that you are light. But you, you find that a lot of, um, a, a lot of people who work with the metaphysical and the spiritual, they do have too much prana in them already, too light. And, and, they will usually use food to ground themselves. And so that's why you see a lot of people who work mm. in, in the spiritual practices are overweight because they're trying mm-hmm. to ground themselves because there's, they have so much prana, so much of that. And prana is the vata, that air mm. and, and ether qualities. And so I would say, you know, bring in the oil, oil yourself to ground yourself and and bring in those stones that help with the grounding as well. Wow. So what about um, in the gold? We now have golds that are gold color. We now have golds that are silver color. We now have golds that are pink, green, and other colors because they're added elements, like rose Mm. gold has copper in them. So what do you say about that? Because that is fascinating, too. I'm like, Okay, Bonnie wears a lot of silver and white gold. Mia wears, you know, and so I'm going round and round. Yeah, well, it's the, it's also, the, I mean, the gold is the metal, so that is good. But then if it's the white gold, again, you're it, it's, a, it's, it's a colder, it, it gives off a colder vibration. So you mm-hmm. want to go, because the gold, it's that color also that, that it's emitting. The warmth. So, mm-hmm. the, exactly. And so, yes, I know what you mean, the platinum and the white gold. And I have stopped wearing my platinum rings. I had actually my mm-hmm. wedding ring and my engagement ring were platinum. I stopped wearing them because it was bringing, although it's gold, it was bringing mm-hmm. in more of that colder quality. And I'm now wearing uh, everything that I wear, just about everything is gold now because I need that warmth. And it's tridoshic, meaning that it's good for all three doshas. And it's the one color that builds ojas, which is, that means strengthens our immune system. So gold is the best color for everyone. Mm. That's amazing. Our immune Mm. system. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Will you share with us also, I mean, this is so fabulous. So amazing. Um, when you're through with this, I'd like to get into the conversation of, I know you do an oil therapy, and I want to know, we want to know what more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the amazing things that can happen in, the, in, the, um, in this oil therapy. Oh, my gosh. So the oil therapies, again, it's described usually by an Ayurvedic practitioner. It should be. 
because the oils that we use have herbs in them specific to the dosha that is aggravated, uh, that we want to bring into balance. So somebody coming in with a lot of pitch, a lot of fire, I'm going to use an oil with herbs in it that will cool them down. And I will give them a, a massage that is, that is going to cool them down. And so, but the whole purpose of this is to apply the oil and, and, and be able to have, uh, allow their body to absorb the oil and the herbs because those will affect everything, their digestive system and what's going on in their mental health. And they get, wow. that will go to work because it's absorbed in your circulatory system and the skin, as you both know, is the largest organ in your body. And so mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the quickest way to get something into the circulatory system. Apply warm oil that has herbs in them. And then to really seal the deal, so to speak, I do a swedana, which is basically, um, it's like a sweat um, tent. And uh, Mm -hmm. so it's like a steam that's coming in from this crock pot. I mean, I cover you with like this tent. And the steam, I have uh, herbs that are, that are simmering in the water and distilled water and that's coming in it. So you're getting the effects of the, of the Mm. herbal steam that now is also allowing that oil that you just had all over you with the herbs to be absorbed even easier. Uh, And Mm. then of course there's Shiradara that we pour on the third eye, which is just divine. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course there's another Sorry, there's another practice where we put dry herb for the kapha person because they don't require uh, as much oil. So we want to rub them with with dry herbs. Uh, but basically, we'll put an oil and then we'll rub the dry herbs as well on them. And um, yeah. so, yeah. This is so fascinating. I'm like, uh, yes, please. I want more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And, Go ahead. Oh, or I was just going to say, I, I, I had a client that she came in three days in a row. She had L4, L5, and S1 fractured from an accident. And so for her, for example, it's contraindicated to do any type of massage. But what we can do and what Ayurveda prescribes is what we call dobaski, and where I created a dough. And by the way, she's also allergic to wheat, so I made a dough out of chickpea. And it's like this, I created a dam. It's like this round ring like a, 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 with dough. I saw and that image on Facebook. Did you see the picture? Okay. Yeah. And, I and then I put, yes, and I put in uh, this special oil. It's called Maharanayan oil. I can never pronounce it properly myself either. And which is specifically for, um, for bone injuries, nerve injuries, muscle injuries, or any type of pain. Uh, to help heal her. And after two days, she was she was like, I need a third one. I said, well, we're going to do three in a row, and then she's going to come back every week for a few weeks. And it is amazing. It increases circulation, and the herbs go in there to begin healing, wow. um, help to help her heal faster. And then I've given her a specific uh, herbal formula that she can take to help with the process of healing quicker That is that has no side effects from a medical perspective. So it's safe for her and, to take. And it looks like you you laid this thing like on the small of her back, kind of. Yeah. Right where yes. that where the so where, those, where the, those where the L yeah. where the where, right where her lumbar sacral area is. And what you do is this was a treatment that lasted between forty five and fifty minutes. 
So we, I pour the oil and it's, it's warm. It's as, it's as hot as we can, as she can stand it because you want it warm and, and nourishing. And in about five to seven minutes, it, it starts to cool. So then I take out the oil using a turkey baster and then <laughs> put in, that's the trick. And then you put it, you have more oil that's been warming and then you change it out for the warm oil and you keep oh doing this. For about 45 to 50 minutes. And by the end of it, she is just, it's, it's so meditative. And then what I did also using sound therapy, I used my crystal bowl. And, uh, and while the oil was there infusing on her lower back, I, I did a round of the, uh, the crystal bowl, which is the one that is for the first and second chakra to help even seal that in and ground her. And she was wow. in heaven. She was just in heaven. That is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. Oh my heavens. Yeah. Wow. And I understand those um, that area of the, the lower spine and back because those are my area that were messed up in an accident where I was in a wheelchair for oh four yeah. years. Yeah, until two thousand and eight when I changed my life literally and stepped into this one. So I'm I understand those where you can't even move. Recently it was uh, right. affected by something. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm walking again. But when I saw that, I'm like, I have to call Annette because I need that treatment. Come. Yes. That, this yes. treatment is, is the best. Or any type of sore muscle or, you know, you get a spasm. You do this. Do basti. This is I mean, called kati basti, this specific one, which is for the lower back. And, and we do fabulous. this to heal chakras. We do this for the heart. If, you know, we, we'll put it on the chest. So there's different types. But that one and specifically for the lower back is amazing. Yeah, that's brilliant. Very, very brilliant. Bonnie, I know this stuff fascinates you too. She's like doing research. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm like wondering, you know what I mean? Like, um, so basically, one of the things I want to talk about is what you talked about, about how when you massage inside the nose, that it actually mm-hmm. hits all of your chakras. Mm-hmm. And this is according to want, Dr. So, Lod, yes. You know, because mm-hmm. people do all kinds of things to balance out their chakras. So is this a way that you could literally balance out, out your chakras in like five minutes or less, basically? It, it's one of the ways, but the chakra system, we it's also with, um, it's, put, it's, it's also using sound. Sound is really, really important and valuable for the chakra system. It's also doing marma therapy, which is another thing that I do, and, and that where you use, um, you use the healing touch along with uh, essential oils in specific oil, but there's a combination of essential oils that target specific marma points, and marmas are basically wheels of energy, and the chakra itself is a huge marma point. So there's, there's where, we, where you have somebody who understands about marma can help heal that. But yes, I mean, in short, sure, this, that is another thing that you can do for yourself, that you can, you can lubricate your nostrils, and then you can also use the bija mantras, uh, the seed sound of the chakra, to bring in, to open it up, to, to improve the circulation. And then along with that, Everything that you're doing that's coming in your system from all your five senses, including, of course, what you're eating through your mouth, will affect 
the chakra system, will affect the nadi. Mm-hmm. And toxicity, what we call ama in Ayurveda, will block the nadis, the channels that lead to all the chakras. And, mm. you know, there's 72,000 cha- uh, channels. So there's there's a lot um, that can cause the chakra system to get blocked, and there's a lot you can do to unblock them. Quick um, quick question. Oh. You said 72,000 yeah. channels. Does that mean that that's, is, is the channel our vessels? Like our so, no, vessels so here's the thing. The, when we talk about the chakra system and the nadis and the channels, it is a template of your nervous system. So think of your nervous system, all the nerves in your body, and now this system is a more—it's a little bit more subtle than your than your nervous system. So you can't mm-hmm. see it with the physical eye because it's mm-hmm. so subtle, but it runs along the same pathways. Amazing. Hence, you have the major ones running along your vertebral column. You can't see them, but they're there, just like your central nervous system, right? So kind of right, the same right. thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I know that we have 71,000 or 74,000 miles of um, vascular system, you know, the, the yeah. little tiny ones yeah. in our body. So that's why I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the nervous system, exactly. You have all your nerves that are running through. And so exactly. And, uh, and in Ayurveda, we use the first through the, through the fifth chakra to balance ourselves. We really, um, with the Ajna ch- uh, uh, chakra, the, the, the sixth chakra, we don't really use that so much um, except through doing Shiradhara and maybe chanting Om. Um, but when you see an Ayurvedic practitioner, he, he or she will focus on first through fifth because those are the ones that we can really balance out. The other two right. will, will balance out automatically when you balance. When you balance the one that's out of balance, it'll it'll help open up the other ones. It'll bring the other ones into balance. Oh. Mm. Fabulous. hope that makes That's sense. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there um, like, for instance, I'm curious, depending on, like, let's say if you are a kapha, a pitta, or a vada, is there a tendency, depending on uh, what your dosha is, which chakras you tend to shut down naturally? Oh, my gosh, or? yes. That's the, you're right. That's the whole thing. So with the chakra system, we look at it from the, um, the, the more of the mental health perspective. And if a vata person, let's say, is out of balance, then that means that their, their first, second, and possibly third chakras are, they're, they're not functioning and flowing sufficiently. They're inefficient, or there's a decreased flow of prana, life force, through them. And so what we want to do is we want to focus on opening up the first, second, and third chakras, and then that'll balance the ones that, are, that have too much flowing through them, which are usually the um, fourth, fifth, and sixth chakras. They'll balance out automatically when we focus on what is deficient, which is, for the vata out-of-balance person, usually the first, second, and third, because that's your earth, water, and fire. And they're, they're mm. usually lacking in those three. And as mm. at the end, and it'll be evident with with what's going on emotionally and in their head. Mm. And then that, of course, also spills into the physical, which is 
they'll get they'll be constipated or they'll they'll be feeling cold or their their skin will be really dry. That's all the physical aspect of a vata that's out of balance. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. It's it's a really so, beautiful So are you is a complete system. It it covers yeah. everything. The whole system it covers the physical that we can see and the non-physical that we can't see because all of it is important because remember you disease begins when you forget that your your true essence is divine that you are you know you are spirit and yep. um and so what is that that is what you can't see uh, and it starts mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that's beautiful and what i love about the fact that this um, balances the first five chakras because really the sixth and seventh are more of the spiritual ones or more of yes. the, um, the elevated ones. And so exactly. it totally makes sense. Yes. So people right? like me, yeah. so people like me tend to balance out the sixth and the seventh and then, and then what about the others? Right. <laughs> 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 so it's the right. other way around. Awesome. Love that. Yes, exactly. Really, really beautiful. That's exactly it. Wow. So really quickly, because we have a little bit more time, but you have um, like five or six treatments um, that you give. I know we've talked about them, but can you just briefly say what they are and what um, it is and then quickly what it does? Because this is so fascinating that um, besides people who will be going to your website, because we're going to have you announce that at the end, because it is so fabulous. Um, but then right. this way well, it will give them an idea. Well, I just really recommend that they do get an Ayurvedic consult first so that we can see what is out of balance. And then from there, I'll prescribe what they need as far as body treatments. But in general, uh, we're all a little bit vata aggravated because of, social media, because of the internet, because of uh, how fast-paced our life is. So everyone can benefit from a warm oil body therapy. Everyone can. Uh, mm-hmm. even, even the kapha person can at this point. So there's, and that's the warm oil, Abhyanga massage treatment. I also do deep circulatory massage. And then, of course, there is the, um, the Shiradhara, which is the oil dripping on the third eye, which if you have any mm-hmm. type of nervous type issues or any type of intensity, um, you're looking at the computer too much, you have a lot going on, what, uh, any sleep issues, uh, and it's also good for, of course, Parkinson's and, of, you know, any type of central nervous system uh, issues as well, this is perfect because it'll send you in like a meditative state. It really helps to, to clear and and, um, and ground you and uh, bring you back into center. The Shiradhar is beautiful. But you can find all, all my treatments in on my website, which is chandraayurveda.com. I can spell that out for you if you want. Please do. Please do. So people yes, it, have it. It's, sure. It's C-H-A-N, as in Nancy, D, as in dog, R-A-A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A.com. So It's beautiful. And so I was curious about the name of your site. So is that your mm, name that you've that's chosen? Shining not just for your... that, that's oh, Shining beautiful. Moon. Yeah. And Chandra is Shining or Illuminating Moon. And I have a lot of the moon in my, um, my chart. 
and actually the um, it's Kali the the goddess Kali that I have to chant. So yeah. I um, so I named it after basically something that um, represents her. Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. That's lovely. What has this done to change your life oh, when you gosh. discovered this? <laughs> you wouldn't even you wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> and I'm not talking about physically necessarily, but as a person. Oh my God. Uh-huh. I was a I was a hot mess, just like I was saying. I mean, such a hot mess. You wouldn't know it until you started talking to me and then you'd be like, I don't I don't want to be around her. I it was awful. <laughs> And it was, yeah, it was, I was so out of balance because of a lot of the trauma that I had sustained and because of the, the, the way I grew up and, uh, and also who knows, just because, um, for many reasons. So with Ayurveda, I began, it slowly began to change, uh, it, it changed my structure. I feel like my DNA almost changed. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, I have a really good question for you then because of what you're talking about right now. Okay, so I know that you're married, you're in a relationship. How does going through a major Ayurvedic, you know, change Ayurvedic, how could that affect a relationship? Oh, well, it's that right there, you hit the nail on the head. Because of that, it saved my marriage. Because if Mm. if I had not changed, first of all, it gave me compassion for because I understand how my husband is. And so when we, un- when we look at people through that eye of the Ayurvedic eye, when we understand that, oh, they're like that because that's their dosha and it's aggravated or whatever, we have more compassion for them. And then we also know that uh, we work on ourselves. And, and, and also how we react is so much more important than what the other person is, is doing. And with that, your, your vibration changes to, to, in such a way that it cannot help but affect that person. And I'm not saying that it's going to heal all marriages, but something will have to change. Either the marriage will dissolve or it will heal, definitely. Mm. Because nothing will That's stay really the beautiful. same once you go down this path. It won't. It can't. But it certainly can help you be compassionate towards others and not get upset and angry because I used to get so frustrated and that dissolved and it saved my marriage. It really did. You know what it sounds like? And it obviously is. It's just another form or wording, but this is true deep love work because love work is how we treat others and how we treat ourselves. Mia, that was perfect. Yes, 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 yes. And it begins with loving yourself enough to take care of yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. How can you it's love really, others if you don't love yourself? Exactly. That's the that's the question. And people say, well, but I love so-and-so even though I don't like myself. So really, they can love, but they can't love on the level that they would really love to love, right? Exactly. So we have this right. essence of what love is, but we don't understand it until we take a deep journey inside. And so... This is really beautiful. And I've been a metaphysician. I'm a third generation my entire life. I blah, blah, blah. I'm so interested in this. I'm like, I think this is my new thing because it just feels very warm and loving and beautiful. And it's interesting how we evolve as, you know, as humans individually, if that connects us to humans on the masses. Right. So it really, it really is important. Yeah. It really is important. Yeah. 
Well, wasn't this an amazing show, Bonnie? (laughs) Very, very amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm learning so much. You know, I really didn't know that much about um, Ayurvedic. I mean, I I knew a little. I have heard of it, you know, but I, I didn't really know much. So this was awesome. It's fabulous. Ladies, we are almost out of time. I would love for you, Annette, to please share your last words. We have your um, we have your website, but share with us something before we sign off from your heart. Oh, my gosh. You know, be compassionate with yourself. Just really find that compassion for yourself, and, and don't be so critical on yourself. In general, we are so critical with ourselves, so just find that love, just like you were saying, Mia. That's that's it. Beautiful. And uh, and then and and reach out to me. Come, come see me. Yes. (laughs) Yay! 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 (laughs) Thank you so much, Annette, for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is this was so much fun. Thank you so much. Yes. And this is why we have the show Fem uh, Fab and Fem for fabulous feminine women. And we're glad you joined us. And we'll see you next week.